you've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers podcast with your host Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go! What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Truly appreciate everybody tuning in. I mean, I truly mean that. I wish I could, you know, express it in more of a form, but through the audios, I'm not going to bore you with just my gratitude. So we're going to jump on from there and just say, what's up, world? What's up, world? I apologize for the uh, lack of content at this point, but man, I've been building, building up a damn storm. Um, I can jump into that whole nother episode starting to a powder coating company, just been acquiring a bunch of shit and doing, oh man, it's been going down, it's been going down, but that's not what this episode's about, I do need to do that episode, I'll drop that, let's try maybe today or tomorrow, what is today, today's Friday I believe, so yeah, I I got no excuse, I got nothing but it, nothing but time, man, here we go, I'll probably do one, we'll see man, I really want to get out and start powder coating out there, so I'll probably drop it tomorrow, I'll drop it tomorrow, even if I do it today, I'll drop it tomorrow, there you go, I'll drop one tomorrow for y'all around noon, that'll be more about my life, the powder coating company, what I got going on, I got laid off, didn't plan on that, and shit is cracking, so we're going to uh, jump back, we're going to jump back, whoop, 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 to UFC fight night, uh, this is going to be the Valentina Grasso, I'm going to get to that bullshit decision here in the end but i just wanted to start a little earlier in the card and just go through it i thought that for being a fight night it was a great card man it was it was pretty damn good there was two hiccups but we you know we can look past those um josephine knutson versus marnik man that was just outclassed josephine got the decision uh charlie campbell he looked fucking awesome against alex reyes alex reyes man loved your career loved what you did with uh king of the cage i know you had Huge spinal infection. That was huge. I'm glad you got your ability to walk, got your ability to train, got back in the gym, got back to the fight shape. Looked all beautiful. That fairy tale has ended. Charlie Campbell put a whooping on that ass, and he just completely outclassed him. Um, I feel bad for myself because I, I actually bet Rhea is kind of heavy, but I did take Charlie Campbell in another one. Charlie Campbell, great job. Alex Reyes, beautiful story. Glad you're healthy, and you may want to consider that retirement page, but that's all up to you, man. If you need another payday, I ain't mad at you. Uh, you just outclassed it in this one, uh, definitely. Uh, next fight was one that I was truly looking forward to. Super excited about this flyweight bout. I thought it had huge implement implementations or implement. Whatever, it was going to mean some big shit in the division. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to be fancy, but we just got to keep it hood. Um, Tracy Cortez versus Jasmine uh, Jusevitikas. I don't know how the hell to put it. Y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about. Um, She's from Canada, and Tracy Cortez repping United States. She's from Arizona, but was definitely rocking her little Mexican culture heritage uh, flagged uh, uniform and rocking with the the cold... environment she was definitely vibing she was vibing that's the way to put it so yes she was representing america but she definitely went with all the vibes and it all fit in and it was a beautiful performance a beautiful bout by both ladies so give it up to both ladies for those who know i've been looking forward to this one just because tracy cortez if she can get on a streak she's jumping up there against the blanchfields and the uh manons 
and all them girls up there, and she's on her, she's on her way. I think there's a six fights in a row, if I remember correctly now. She could not get the finish, but she was banging. Her hands looked good. I mean, she was out there just, it looked good. And uh, Jasmine, she was out there, showed that she belonged. Definitely should not drop out of the ranking. I think she definitely is up there and can beat some of the people above her. Um, Tracy Cortez, amazing performance. Excited to see what's next for you. Edgar Chariz versus Daniel Lacerda. Ah, oh, this one hurt. This one hurt because Edgar was putting an ass whooping on Daniel. Daniel, no disrespect, but he was definitely in a very compromising situation. I believe this was the, what was it, a guillotine or something? Looked like, yeah, I think it was a guillotine, standing guillotine, if I remember correctly, and Daniel's arm dropped. The referee called the fight, went back, reviewed it, Referee said, bad call. Should have left it going with that. You know, with that being said, Daniel's arm did drop and he went limp. Um, The referee saw it for safety reasons. You got to call it right there. It looked like he went unconscious. Edgar was putting a, you know, putting a whooping on his ass at that point and had him in a very compromising situation. Um, I wouldn't mind watching it being ran back just for Daniel, you know, out of respect for Daniel and uh, just, the training and the dedication he's put into it. With that being said, Edgar looked good, man. De- Edgar looked damn good. Daniel Lacerda definitely has a lot of grappling, a lot of talent. I wouldn't mind watching it run back. Edgar deserves better. Um, he definitely should have got that win, I feel, just by the way he was dominating. We knew where that fight was headed. If you catch him on another night, you never know how the fight's going to go. Should have got the win. If that fight would have continued on, he definitely would have got the win, I feel. But it is what it is. They, you know, reviewed it, called it a no contest to me. And looking forward, when I look at it, I'm going to say, okay, Edgar, he won that one. In my mind, he, he won that one and Daniel lost. But record-wise, a no contest, I don't have an issue with it. Looking back at the way, you know, referee says it was his fault. But that arm cannot go limp like that. As a fighter, you got to understand that the referee is there to keep you safe as well. Cannot let your arm go limp like that. Roman Kapalov, holy shit, man. He looks a lot like uh, Mr. Cooper. Um, I forget, Austin Cooper, I think his name is. I'm not really sure. I believe his name's Cooper. Um, the UFC fighter from America, they they look hella similar. They're actually doing some funny shit online and just posting, um, I, Cooper was, and just posting some photos of them, how they look the same. He put an ass whooping on Josh Fremund. Fremund? 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 I think it was Fremund. Um, either way, good fight, great fight. Uh, round two stoppage, TKO. Roman was putting an ass whooping. He looked very sharp. Josh was out there, definitely had a lot of sharp, uh, a lot of heart, displayed a lot of talent, and uh, was outclassed. Roman looked really good, great, great striking. I mean, he's on another level, and it's very exciting to see what's next for him. He definitely won't be on a prelim, and he's worked his way up. Lupe Godinez versus... Elise Reed. This one, I did not give Lupe the respect that she deserved. I apologize for that, Lupe. Let me go ahead and put my, you know, hats off to you. You definitely earned some respect with this one, especially the way you came out. You've had nothing but decisions, and you put an ass whooping on this one. I really felt Tracy Cortez should have been in this main event um, just because they were both ranked. Um, yours is not that that way. However, you are the Mexican fighter fighting on Mexican Independence Day, so they gave you the main event. It all worked out. The ass whooping that you displayed and put on, it was amazing. Let me, you know, hats off. Let me give a round of applause. Round of applause. Another round of applause for Roman, man. My, my apologies, brother. Definitely deserve it. Um, 
Elise Reed, I did, you know, picked her as an underdog. I thought she was going to come out and take it, especially because she hasn't lost a decision, but this was not a decision. This was an ass whooping. She was outclassed, never stood a chance, and hats off to Lupe. Definitely put a wrap on the prelims, ended it with the bow and an ass whooping. That was a good one. Mr. Padilla, Fernando Padilla, he's a warrior. He definitely went out and put on a, you know, one hell of a performance. Kyle Nelson, he's a dog, man. He went out there. He hats off to both of them. One hell of a fight. One hell of a fight. I mean, this is why we watch it. This is beautiful. Nelson, the underdog. Watching the tape, I knew he could do it. I just thought the length was going to give him an issue. Um, I did take Nelson in some of my cards, and I did win. I don't think I took Padilla, but maybe in one, just because he was favored and it, it didn't really make much. But Nelson, just the way that he fights, and you knew that it was possible, came out there, solid performance, and that was beautiful. Daniel Zellenberger, Zellenberg, amazing performance, man. Uh, Christos Gallagos, whatever the fuck his name is, amazing performance as well, especially because he's American. I still can't pronounce your damn name. That's sad on me. However... He showed up. I thought he was going to get the win uh, round one. He was giving Daniel the business. Definitely had Daniel hurt. Daniel, great recovery, great focus, discipline. Keep, you know, keeping with the game plan. Didn't go too crazy. It's kind of backed up, got his space, cleared his head. Round two, got the finish by submission. Um, that was, it was, it was a great fight. Christos, I mean, Christos, whatever the hell his name is. I mean, you know, great fight, great fight. Definitely went out there throwing hands, 100% dedication, went out on his shield, and just great fight all around. Next fight, I mean, performance of the night, you got to give it to him, Raul Rosas. Hey, man, you earned it, man, you earned it. Terrence Mitchell, like I said, he does his part-time. He definitely has a part-time job selling appliances. He may want to go back sticking to that, especially after that performance. He did not stand a chance. Round one didn't last a minute. TKO. Not as if he got out-wrestled, but he was just stiff. He was bodied. He definitely got stiff as, you know, stiff as a board, went back, hit the ground, and made Raul Rosas look very good. Was Raul Rosas set up for success in this one? Yes, definitely. They've got him on this third spot on the card against, I don't mean it disrespectfully, but it will sound that way, Terrence Mitchell, who is... Uh, not a nobody, but, you know, he's, he's he's not up there. He's not up there. So, Raul, he was fed to the wolves on this one. Raul Rosas once again showed that he is a wolf. And uh, Terrence Mitchell, man, I, I definitely I took him as my underdog on my most expensive buy-in. So, it hurt me, but he definitely showed that he was not not on that level. I was really hoping for him. I know that he wanted to go full-time after this, especially with the win. It was all set up. It was a beautiful fairy tale. It didn't happen, and... Congratulations to Raul Rosas. Kevin Holland versus Jack Della Maddalena. It was it was one hell of a fight, man. I thought it was really good. Um it was split decision. Could have gone either way. Kevin Holland used his length. Jack Della Maddalena, beautiful on the inside. The, once he got in there, the the work that he was putting in, the combinations, it was beautiful. Just a whole fight. Kevin Holland definitely displayed, you know, how to use length. He definitely was out there using his jab and just it was a tough one to judge. It, it was all on what you what your preference was. I do think Jack Della Maddalena landed a little more damage. He was w- much more fluid on the inside with his combinations, but Kevin Holland was using that reach and that control and was putting 
He did acquire a lot of damage on Jack Della Maddalena over time, especially with the jab just popping, popping, popping. Jack Mad- Jack Della Maddalena gets the win, and I mean he's got to move. Up. Uh, what's next for him? Beautiful striking, beautiful striking. Um, I believe that he's displayed some takedown defense. I'd have to look back at his record. I'm not going to do that right now, but super excited for whatever comes next for both guys. Kevin Holland, I don't think he lost any credit on this one. Everybody knows what he's going to do. He definitely went out there, performed as he always does, and gave it one hell of a performance. Give a clap, round of applause, both men. And now the disappointment of the night. This is the one, the most, oh, man, this is the disappointing um alexa grasso definitely disappointing she remains the champion against valentina shevchenko who clearly won that fight um you can debate it all you want but even the judges the 10-8 round at the last one everybody knows it's an outrage they're doing seminars and what the hell a 10-8 was that was clearly was not one valentina should have got that win um, even according to the judge, that was not a 10, eight round, which would have given Valentina the win. I thought for sure Valentina won, but I mean, it is what it is. She was robbed and I mean, you can't leave it to the judges. She definitely did not dominate. I cannot say that she went out there and just outclassed her completely. It was a good fight. She was definitely Alexa did hold her own. I give respect to both ladies. Both ladies went out there and fought Alexa Grasso's post fight interview was hilarious. Um, the way she was talking about that's I landed more damage and that's why I got the win. Big shout out to DC for coming back with it was a draw. So that was just it, it was interesting and funny to watch, especially because she was claiming victory, but you definitely did not win. You just walked away with the title. Uh definitely off of some robbery shit. So it was interesting to watch. Um Dana White did go on and post on Twitter and still, and it was like, this is bullshit, it's wrong. Then I listened to Dana White in an actual press conference, and he was like, it was wrong, there's 10-8, that's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. I'm wondering if he actually runs his own social media or if somebody put that shit up there, but, you know, irrelevant besides the point. Dana White, it looks like he's going to do what's right and give Valentina the rematch. He has said that she deserves it. Um, We all know that she deserves it, and it's bullshit if she doesn't get it. Amazing performance by both ladies. It was very entertaining, and for a free fight, a.k.a. fight night, that was beautiful. Um, it's a free night, free fight because it's not on pay-per-view, but you do have to have ESPN+. Plus. Folks, ESPN+, Plus is damn worth it. I'm not paid to you know say any of this, but just between the fight nights and all these events that they have going on just through ESPN, it's a beautiful thing. I'm very thankful that ESPN has sponsored it and given – UFC, the ability to pay these fighters to get these types of fights on the fight nights so they're not on pay-per-views, even though they're championship fights, and those clearly deserve to be, but beautiful, man. We got so many fights coming at us. It's amazing. We have a fight night coming up tomorrow. Super excited. It's actually going to be a good one. I think that Fazeev is going to be tested. His wrestling, we haven't seen his grappling to that point. Um, Gamera, I'm not a fan of his because of his wrestling. He's basically, you know, just... It's boring, man. It's boring. He definitely goes out there, but the talent and watching it is very, it's beautiful. Um, as a technician, he does amazing. The way that he gets his takedowns, the way that he uses his angles, his feet, and all that, it's beautiful to watch, but it's very, it's not fan-friendly. It's not going to, you know, impress the uh, outsider, but I'll get to that fight. That's the main event, so we'll get there. First fight is Vidal versus Rendon. I watched a little bit on Rendon. Um, 
Doesn't have the striking KO. I think it's 5-0, five, oh, five by decisions. I was watching her striking. Does not have the power, it doesn't look like, to get a finish. Um, you know, not that, not not there. She's your first fight, UFC debut, unless she has developed something very recently with maybe jumping training camps or something. Who knows? But I wasn't impressed watching the film. Tamiris Vidal, uh, not she can strike. She's got the power to end a fight. She's ended her only fight in the UFC with some crazy switch flying knee landed to the body. That was beautiful. She has quite a, I think it's six fight win streak. So she's, she's rocking and rolling from Brazil. Definitely going with Vidal on this one. Super excited to see what she does in the future. Next fight is Hannah Goldie. Your uh, only fan sensation versus Mizuki. Mizuki, I believe she had like three years off or something, so she's coming off a huge layoff. Her level of training is up there. She trains with Valentina and the crew out there in Thailand, I believe. Um, she definitely trains with high-level competition. Three years off, I believe she had an injury, and then not really sure what else happened. Three years is one hell of an injury, even most players in the NFL or whatever they're in, they all come back within three years. So I'm not sure exactly what her story is. I did listen to it, but I forget. Um, Hannah Goldie, like I said, the only fan sensation to she's out there looking at her. She is like a beautiful Chris Cyborg. That's hard to say. Chris Cyborg was so damn ugly. And I'm not saying Goldie is the hottest. She's got an only fan thing going. She's definitely out there rocking. I wouldn't mind seeing her naked when I see her. I'm just like, okay, it's kind of weird. Cause she's stacked like hell. She's stacked like a dude almost, but Thick as hell. I mean, all, in all the right places, if you're into thick-ass, built-ass bodybuilder women, she's up there. But as far as a fighter, she has not displayed the talent to the talent to perform on a UFC level. She does have one win. Her one win, she was actually getting dominated, but came out, pulled out a submission, which is, you know, I give her all respect because it's tough to do, especially after being dominated. But like I said, she is building her OnlyFans career. Shout out to her. Um, I don't know anything about OnlyFans, but hey, you shoot me a subscription, girl. I, I I'll be looking. Uh, no, I'm just playing. But hey, Mizuki, my money's on Mizuki, hands down. She performs. You know, she trains with very talented individuals, top level athletes, and I think that she is definitely going to dominate on this one. Three years, so you definitely have the ring rust factor, which is why I think that the odds are what they are. I think she was minus 300 or something, so she's definitely favored. But if she didn't have the three years, she'd be minus six, 700, man. She'd be up there. So next fight, Muhammad Usman versus Jake Collier. Collier, uh, decent. You know, he's had, a, I think it was something like 13 and 9, and, you know, decent performances. Definitely has some, pa- some power. He showed that he has, you know, the big boy knockout. Muhammad Usman. You know, Kamar Usman's little brother, a big brother, bigger brother. I mean, a big boy, heavyweight, just went three rounds with Justin Toffa, I believe, last fight. That was one hell of a show, just showing the heart that he had. So he is the favorite. I give him this one. Um, I did not like the face-off. I, 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 you know, walked up, didn't shake hands, didn't do nothing. I just walked in, mean mug, the guy, uh, Jack. This is Muhammad did all this. Muhammad Usman walked up, didn't shake his hand. Jack had his hand out, you know, doing the respect. I like the sportsmanship. Those, you know, show the sportsmanship, then give the show. I really don't mind. But Muhammad Usman went up there just acting, you know, acting a dog, which I don't I don't mind it either, really. I respect it, but I'd rather see shake a hand. And if you want to get wild, get wild, or at least shake the hands. But, hey, it's a fight, man. It's a fight. So Muhammad Usman, definitely my money's on Usman on this one. 
Jake Collier has had a decent career. I think this would be a domination right here. I don't think he has the, uh, the strength to keep up with Usman, but they're heavyweights. You never know. It can always happen, but I do see Muhammad Usman dominating this one. Next fight, Cody Brundage versus Jacob Malkoon. Uh, Malkoon has showed nothing but dominance. He did get finished really quick, I think, by Phil Hawes in his very first fight in the UFC, but he's going to be the greatest grappler on the card. Definitely, hands down, will be wrestling, taking this one down. Cody Brundage will be tested. Um, I think Jacob Malkoon's last real loss was Brandon Allen. I did watch that one. It was, you know, Back and forth fight, he does show a lot of grappling skills, and he's completely going to outclass Cody Brundage in the grappling department. Next fight is Andre Fialo versus Tim Means, both coming off three-fight losing streaks. Tim Means, veteran of the sport, been fighting so damn long. I don't even know, 2004, I think, was his debut. Um, Andre Fialo, He's fights killers, man. His last three fights, he just shows the ability to stand, bang. I love everything about it. It's going to be a great fight. Um, as long as he can keep his standing, I think that he will dominate. Tim Means will be probably knocked out in this one. Not sure how much is left, man. Great respect to that guy. Nothing but, you know, nothing but. But I do see Andre pulling off the KO probably round two in this one. Next fight is, this. this, this is going to be a good one. Dan... Argueta versus Miles Johns. Miles Johns has displayed great hands. Dan got cheated in his last fight. He was in a mounted guillotine, if I remember correctly. The opponent was, it was deep, but the opponent was definitely being uh, dominated in the fight at this point. It was round one, I believe, but deep in round one. Had him in the mounted guillotine. I don't know what the hell the ref did. Pulled the hand. The hand bat went, slapped off of Dan Argueta's like, Thigh area looked like a tap. Ref called it. No contest. So, Dan, I am going to say is coming off a win, but it's going to come down as a no contest. There's a lot of this bullshit going on right now in the UFC. They definitely need to straighten it up and uh, let motherfuckers go to sleep, man. It's okay. Miles Johns has shown complete, you know, stand-up talent. Uh, very talented stand-up. And from my research, he has a decent grappling background now. It hasn't been displayed to the level that Dan is going to bring it, but I know that he has the striking ability. So my underdog pick of the week is going to be Miles Johns in the prelims. Main card, I do think that he could be dominated. Um, if Dan does have that level of grappling to where he can dominate him, Miles is in for a bad night. But if Miles does have the grappling you know, he has a background, so if he can keep it up and keep it standing, I think uh, Miles is in going to, you know, run him into real deep waters, and he can definitely get the KO against Dan. Dan is no slouch. Dan is a, a trooper. I think he's off the Contender Series or something. Very familiar. I know I've seen him before, but I know he's a dog out there, great grappler. So if Miles can keep it standing, I think Miles is going to pull off that upset. Um, Richard Ramos versus Charles, Charles Jordan. Somehow Charles Jordan is favored in this one, I guess, because he's coming off. I, I I look at it as he's coming off two losses, but they give him the win against Gracie. Gracie just showed that he was completely outclassed, should not have been in here. He was uh, 1990 on us, laying on his back, trying to crawl after uh, Jordan. Jordan does have great stand-up. This is going to be a banger match. Um, I think Jordan can knock him out, but Richard Ramos, who has been knocked out, has displayed great spinning abilities and 
his stand-up is up there. I think that his stand-up is better than Charles Jordan. I think that he will bang with Jordan and possibly get the spinning elbow knockout again. Who knows? But I do think Richard Ramos, especially if he's an underdog, I would take Richard Ramos. I think him, I'd take him regardless, favor or not. Right now he's showing his underdog on UFC.com. Drop the money on Rich, Ricardo Ramos. Um, if he's underdog, I, he's my underdog pick of the, you know, definitely. But I think he's actually should be favored. Miles Johns, I wouldn't mind taking him. And most of your most of your things leading up to this, he's probably going to be a greater underdog. At, I think he's plus 145. Ricardo Ramos looks plus 114, so it's really close. But I would take Ricardo Ramos in that fight either way. Brian Battle against A.J. Fletcher. A.J. Fletcher is a dog. He has shown that he'll go out there. He will bang. I think that the length is going to be a problem. Brian Battle has shown knockout ability, and I think that he will knock out A.J. Fletcher round either late round one or middle round two. That's going to be a good fight. And I see Brian Battle coming away with the knockout. Um, he is also favored. Next fight, man, this is going to be a decent one. This is Marina Rodriguez. This is uh, ranked number eight in the strawweight division against Michelle Watterson Gomez on paper. Rodriguez is highly favored at minus 310. She does have a previous victory over Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson is getting up there in age now. I think she's like 36. I think Marina Rodriguez is up there as well at like 35. So there are no young chickens. They've definitely been around the UFC. Um their last fight was a good damn fight, man. Michelle Watterson, I believe she might be the karate hottie. I, I'm sorry if I get that wrong, but I think she is just looking at her picture. Um, beautiful little lady, but she has very one-two type strike. Karate, very karate based. So it's pow-pow, 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 but solid strike. She definitely hurt uh, Rodriguez to the body last fight. She has very, you know, solid she threw a, what was it, leg kick, head kick combination. I mean, very great karate. I think that's a, this will be standing. Uh, Michelle Watterson did bring it to the ground in round three or four of their fight. She tried to do it the next round, and Rodriguez showed the ability to stop it. So if it's a stand-up banger, it can go either way. Rodriguez is highly favored with those odds. I might even take Michelle Watterson um, at plus 250. You know, might even be worth it. I know she's lost to her before, but it was a very close decision. And Michelle Watterson is the better fighter on the outside. I think ring control had a lot to do with the decision. She was on the outside back against the fence a lot of the time. That made Rodriguez look like she was, you know, a little more dominant than I think that she was. Michelle Watterson was pop, pop, pop all day. I think if she can keep more in the center of the ring, it'll do much better in the judges' eyes. Um if I got a bet, if I'm betting straight up, you got to take Rodriguez. She's won in the past. She's dominant. You know, I think they're both coming off a loss, if I remember correctly. Don't quote me on that one. But I would take Rodriguez if it's a straight pick. If you're giving me those odds, you almost got to pick Watterson. Give me minus 310. You can't put money on Rodriguez. Not at this one. So, Watterson, if you're betting with odds because she's plus 250, if you're betting straight up, you got to take Rodriguez. It's kind of weird. I don't like doing it that way, but that's the truth of it. Bryce Mitchell against Dan Ige is number 10 against number 12 of the featherweight division. This is a great, a great fight. Bryce Mitchell, up and coming star just lost to, um, uh, what's his name? What's his name? The, uh, undefeated guy is supposed to fight, uh, Taporia. 
It's uh, Taporia is going to be fighting Volkanovski supposedly. So he just lost to Taporia. Um, it was a domination. Bryce Mitchell definitely was outclassed in that one, if I remember correctly. Dan Ige, solid veteran, always in there. He's fought, you know, veteran. He's gonna, he's a tough guy, man. I don't think he's ever been finished in his career, so he's going to be fighting there all night. He has the ability to beat Bryce Mitchell, especially Bryce Mitchell coming off his his loss. Um, depending on where his mentals are, but Bryce Mitchell always sounds, you know, in good spirits. So he had some excuses about being sick and that's what they are. His excuses about being sick against Taporia and that's what made it difficult and, you know, sluggish. And that could be, you know, it could be more of a reason than an excuse, but end of the day, it looks like an excuse. And I, I take, you know, Bryce Mitchell should win this one. I do have Dan Ige winning on a couple of my, uh, undercard bets on DraftKings just because it is possible he is he's a stud you know he's out there very very durable very rugged and uh Bryce Mitchell if you're asking me to pick heads up but if I got to take the odds even at plus 170 I'm probably still taking Bryce Mitchell even the favorite at minus 205 but Danny Gay stands a good chance don't be surprised same with this main fight I'm really hoping for Rafael Fazeev um He's number six versus number seven, Matisse Gamrot. Gamrot, man, he's he's fucking great grappler, man. I hate to say, I hate to see them moving up the division. You always have them sprinkled in there. Is not entertaining. He's not entertaining at all um, from a spectator standpoint. He's going to be trying to sniff his crotch, as Kobe 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 Covington would say. But Raphael, man, after that fight with Justin Gaethje, I just want to see him move up. I would love to see him fight even like a Dustin Poirier or something like that. I think with a dominant, even a round one KO, put him with Dustin Poirier. That would be beautiful. Um, But Raphael Fazi, he just went through a war with Justin Gaethje. Gaethje couldn't even get him out of there. He's a stud, but his grappling has not been tested to this extent. Gamera is going to test his grappling to another level, um, it's going to be very exciting to see. I want to see if, you know, if Raphael can pull off this grappling and keep a stand, Raphael should dominate on the feet. If Gamrock cannot get the takedown, it's going to be a long, a long, it might be a short night for him. But if Gamrock can dominate and get these takedowns and he can hold it against the fence like he did Jalen Turner, Raphael's going to have a hard time. Um, Gamrock did... Sh- display a failure to control Jalen Turner. I'm not sure how much of that was his ground game, ground control compared to Jalen Turner's size. That size gives Jalen Turner a lot of leverage and a lot of ability to get up from those situations. So we'll see. We'll see. It's set up. It's a banger. It's a nice main event. I want to see Raphael jump up there, and I think he would be a great fight for Dustin Poirier, especially if he can get a round one victory with you know very little damage. So Let's see. It's going to be a great event. I super, super pumped for this one. I do think Raphael, I would take him regardless of the odds, but Gamera's not a bad choice, folks. The grapplers always stand a damn chance, especially if Aziv has not been tested to this level. Gamera's not a bad choice. He's really not. If you're trying to parlay something, I mean, you can go down. You can go Gamera, Ige, Watterson. It's not a bad three underdogs on the three top pick. I'm not sure what it would pay, but you would bank out, and it's not a bad it's not a bad choice. Um, with that being said, I take all three of the favorites if it, you're not giving me the odds. Love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. UFC, thank you, Dana White, for making it right to Valentina. It sounds like she will be getting the rematch, so that's good. 
however that 10-8 round went, man, y'all got to figure that shit out. Um, that's crazy, man. I think it's corruption more than anything. Valentina, thank you for stepping up and actually voicing what was right about the Mexican Independence Day and her getting that judge just because of the Mexican. Hey, I'm not going against you. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I think it's bullshit, um, especially when they do that and then the judges go that way. We all knew it. We all know it. And good job stepping up and saying something. People are going to say, oh, excuses and this, this, that. Fuck that. Say that shit. It's the real. It's the truth. And I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Once again, UFC Strike Game in that last pay-per-view code. I love, appreciate everything they're doing. UFC Strike, actually check them out. UFC Strike Live is actually just debuted as free. You get to get in your pickums. I'm not sure exactly what will go on from there. Um, you got Rebel Seller. He's on my Twitter. I definitely um, retweeted or reposted a thread that he displayed showing all the breakdown and shit. I don't even, I haven't been getting into it. Like I said, I've been building my powder coating, trying to get my powder coating business going, and I'm, I'm working on that. That'll be in tomorrow's episode. Love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. UFC Strike, check them out. I appreciate y'all to the fullest. I appreciate all my listeners. I appreciate the UFC for giving us the fights back to back to back bangers. We've come a long way from this once a month, and then once every, come. oh man, we've come a long way. I love it. Appreciate everything that Dana White, Sean Shelby, the whole team has done. All the fighters, man. You guys put yourselves at risk. Um, I love talking shit. I'd definitely be clowning on Belil, especially with his three finishes out of the last 15 fights. Um, boring as fuck. Mr. Boring himself. Definitely, he said something about my family, so we at war. I'll definitely beef him. Uh, anytime you're in SoCal, hit me, dog. Hit me, dog. I don't mind taking my L's, but I do want to punch you in the face. So, love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Bob Dog and... I'm out. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three... Two.